I'm Reverend J. Stuart Glover, and you are listening to Faith Talk. Today, I want to talk about a biblical story that comes from the book of Acts. In this story, Philip the Evangelist encounters an Ethiopian on a desert road. So I will offer an introductory level overview of this narrative. I must remind us that this story comes not too long after the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost and the subsequent spreading of the gospel to the ends of the earth. If we remember back in 2 Chronicles, it was the Queen of Sheba who introduced the God of Solomon to the Ethiopians in her region of authority. That's something good to keep in in our minds. But let's get right to Acts chapter 8, verses 26. I'll begin at verse 26, and it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candake, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. So, so far, what we've read, we are made aware that the angel of the Lord directs Philip the evangelist to a desert road. And right away, our antennas should go up right at this point, because the desert context offers many experiential possibilities. In the biblical text, a lot goes on in the desert and along desert roads. So when we come across that context, we should pay attention. In this case, Philip encounters an Ethiopian eunuch. The Bible describes the eunuch as an important official in charge of all the treasury. Yes, what else do we know? Well, Ethiopia means burnt face. So Philip meets a black man along this desert road. And this Ethiopian is described as an an important official, a eunuch. Some scholars debate that some eunuchs serve their superiors in a position of status, and some argue that some eunuchs, not all, were castrated. Some would suggest that if the eunuch was to be in charge of taking care of the women of a leader, a castrated eunuch would be appointed to that position. Let me put it in a very simple way to help you understand. A powerful leader with many women is not going to put Denzel Washington in charge of and caretaker of his many women. So the story continues by telling us that this man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. And on his way home, he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. Now, not everybody 
ran around in a chariot or with a scroll. This is a sign of his privilege as a eunuch. But a little further research informs us of a complication in this eunuch's lived experience. The journey by chariot to Jerusalem may have taken months traveling through rough terrain. Secondly, the eunuch wanted to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And yes, we remember it was the Queen of Sheba that introduced the people of Ethiopia to the God of Solomon after she returned from spending time with King Solomon. But there was another complication. The Jewish law prohibited foreigners from being included and worshiping in the temple. Secondly, he was a eunuch, also excluded from participating in temple worship by law. Ancient literature seems to suggest that castrated eunuchs were often excluded from ancient society, especially religious communities. For example, Josephus writes, that eunuchs should be held in detestation and that one should avoid any conversation with them who have denied themselves of their manhood. So this eunuch traveled for months to a festival to celebrate the God that he loved. And he was excluded from this festival. Now, on the way back home. He's on a desert road in a chariot, reading a scroll, the book of Isaiah. And yes, the chariot and the scrolls are again a sign of his privileged status. The Bible says that in verse 29, the spirit told Philip to go to that chariot and stay near it. And then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And Philip asked him, do you understand what you are reading? And the eunuch responds, how can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he then invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So let's just slow down a moment and take note of the movement of the Holy Spirit, the activity of God in all of this. Philip was directed by the Holy Spirit to a particular place, a particular man who was reading a particular text. And the Spirit of the Lord led the eunuch to this desert road, to a particular passage of scripture the Spirit also led this eunuch to respond to Philip's question with great humility. How can I understand unless someone explains it? The Bible says that this is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. And it comes from Isaiah 53. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb before its shearer is silent so he did not open his mouth. 
In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. So here's what I love about this story. The Holy Spirit led the eunuch to this passage of scripture and causes him to have a wait a minute moment. The eunuch, by the prompting of the Holy Spirit, questions the text. Somebody knows it's good to question the text. And why is this such a big deal? It's a big deal because the passage he was reading is what we call the suffering servant language in the scripture. And when the Jewish mind encounters this language, they attribute the suffering servant. They identify the suffering servant as being the Jewish people themselves. Certainly not Jesus. But Philip begins to share the good news of Jesus to the Ethiopian, proclaiming Christ as being the suffering servant. As we read further, we find that the the Ethiopian greatly rejoices and wants to be baptized. But before that happens, I believe that Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch didn't stop reading at Isaiah 53. I believe that they kept on reading and got to Isaiah 56 that spoke directly into the eunuch's life. It reads in this way, blessed is the one who does this, the person who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath without desecrating it and keeps their hands from doing any evil. It goes on to say, let no foreigner who is bound to the Lord say that the Lord will surely exclude me from his people. And let no eunuch complain, I am only a dry tree. For this is what the Lord says. To the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose what pleases me and hold fast to my covenant, to them I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that will endure forever. And foreigners who bind themselves to the Lord to minister to him, to love the name of the Lord and to be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath without desecrating it and who hold fast to my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Now, I can just imagine when the, the eunuch heard this, he was just filled with joy. His, his spirit was resurrected after being excluded from the participation in the religious festivals. Here it is, the prophet of Isaiah speaking directly into his life with words of 
consolation that lifted his heart and and enabled him to embrace the idea of being in a right relationship with God. So the Bible continues, it says that as they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. So now when it says that the eunuch said, look, here is water. What can stand in the way of my being baptized? I don't read that as as a question. I believe that as a proclamation, a declaration. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? Nothing. Just like we know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So here it is. The lived experience of the eunuch paints a picture of one who loved God and was excluded from the religious community. He was shut out. He was the outcast. He was the unwanted, the detestable. But guess what? God loved him anyhow and valued his sacred life and invited him into right relationship with God. What a blessing in this story. What a blessing. You have been listening to Faith Talk and I certainly thank you for being a part of our listening community. Our global community is growing day by day. And I want to thank you for listening in. I would encourage you to visit the website at www.reverendjstuartglover.com. And you can, uh, you know, reach out to me by email. You can leave a voicemail. You can uh, sign up as a guest on on the show and register for our uh, emailing list. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Amen.